is Bloomberg Surveillance. Volatility is going to be one of the few constants in this environment, and that's because there are all of these structural changes that are hard to understand. All the signs are and all the trend lines indicate that inflation is more likely to accelerate. we got to go back to 1938 to find capital levels in the banking industry as high as they are today, and that affects the ROE. Bloomberg Surveillance, your link to the world of economics, finance, and investment on Bloomberg Radio. Good morning, everyone. Michael McKee and Tom Keene. We say good morning worldwide. In this hour, George Friedman joins us with geopolitical futures on maybe the advice taken by Secretary Clinton and Mr. Trump as the United States looks at its international uh, projection. Also, George Friedman on Germany as well. We will look to that uh, in this uh, hour. Right now, we will look to futures negative six, Dow futures negative 54, a deterioration, a modest deterioration, but nevertheless persistent in the equity markets. The Forex brief in foreign exchange, stronger dollar. Brought to you by Interactive Brokers, winner of FX Week's 2015 award for the best. Retail Forex trading platform. Visit IB at IBKR.com slash Forex. Dollar stronger. DXY making a dash to 95. Not there. Yen 109.43. Euro weaker, weaker, weaker. 112.74. Sterling makes a jump off a pole in England, which suggested that they will remain in the Euro 144 out to a solid 145.53 right now. Um, I guess that's about it. Renminbi's been grinding weaker over the last number of days. Brazilian Real weaker this morning, 3.55 as well. Uh, Michael, you wonder what would happen if our two presidential candidates were locked in a room with George Friedman of Geopolitical Futures. That would be interesting. At least one of them would learn something. George. Well, we, we would, we would see from that. George Friedman with us, what would you do with Secretary Clinton or Mr. Trump? What advice would you give them? Um, I'd give them very little advice because, in fact, what they want to do is not what's going to happen. Uh, look at all our presidents. Uh, George W. Bush never thought his presidency was going to bat a war in Afghanistan or Iraq. Uh, Obama really thought he was going to leave the Middle East. Um, presidents don't make history. Uh, history makes presidents, especially in the American system where the president is incredibly weak, uh, has to deal with Congress, has to deal with the Supreme Court, has to deal right. with states. We, we just make too much yeah. of the presidency. How does it usually happens with them. A little technical difficulties there. We'll keep going and see if we can uh, fix that. George Friedman, how does it change the budget forward with the Pentagon. I'm assuming Secretary Clinton has some experience uh, there. Do you do you stay up night within geopolitical futures and worry about the budgeting of our defense or, for that matter, our offense? We actually spend a lot of time worrying not about the budget itself but how it's spent. Uh, there are a lot of very old weapon systems, aircraft carriers, tanks, uh, that we spend a lot of money on and that are highly vulnerable. There are new weapons coming out like intercontinental hypersonic missiles that can reach targets in 15 minutes that we should be spending money on. We are spending some money on. But there's a technological revolution taking place in warfare, and to a great extent, the military is staying with the old game. So I'm less concerned about how much we spend than how we're spending it. 
Yeah, but um, let's go back to 1960, the missile gap. <laughs> uh, what is the gap militarily between us and the rest of the world? Aren't we so far ahead that, uh, you know, we we can survive this? It's 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 uh, not going to cost us so much to uh, not spend for the newest, latest, greatest toy? Well, the latest, greatest toy usually is the one that's going to save you. Uh, we didn't spend money on aircraft carriers before World War II. So they're not toys. There is, we have a huge lead on conventional forces. So we certainly are very powerful in relationship to the Russians. Our problem is logistics, getting our forces there to fight them if we ever have to. Uh, so we spend a great deal of money on F-35s, new generation of aircraft. Not unimportant. But when we look at the kind of wars we're going to fight, we're not spending enough money on nuts and bolts, non-glamorous things that we have to spend our money on. And we have never mastered uh, what's called asymmetric warfare. We know how to defeat an enemy's army. We don't have the ability to occupy an enemy's country, as we learned in Afghanistan, Iraq, Libya. So there are huge gaps in what we do, and we keep doing what we did before because it's easier to do that. So the budget itself is a small fraction of the American GDP. It can be reduced somewhat, but it's not going to make any great difference to the United States. It's how we spend it and what kind of wars we expect that we really have to focus on. Well, what what do we expect and uh, what is being done to address that? I mean, are, are we learning the lessons we need to learn? No. Uh, we always assume that the weapon system of the last war – in this case, World War II, believe it or not, the aircraft carrier, the tank, the manned bomber, are going to be the one in the future. Uh, it's very difficult to change a culture of anything, but certainly a military culture is difficult to change. We transformed ourselves after uh, World War II and the advent of nuclear weapons to be all about nuclear weapons. Well, that really isn't the key element today. So, I mean, what really drives... Uh, military change, unfortunately, is defeat, and Pearl Harbor transformed everything. But the thing we have to remember is that every century has its major peer-to-peer -peer war. The 20th century had it, the 19th had it with the Napoleonic Wars. It always happens. The 21st century is not going to be the first century without it. Within that, is the idea of Europe. You've written recently on Germany's invisible crisis. Let me start with what Mike and I have noticed in interview to interview, which is this new polarity and I'll call it populist slash right-wing success in Europe. Have you been writing about or thinking about fascism at all? I mean, is that a, a global risk, a certitude among a more right-wing uh, uh, a government nation to nation to nation in the coming years? I'm not sure what right-wing means. What is happening, however, is the European Union is failing, and that means the only affected institutions in Europe are the nations. Yeah. And so uh, you're getting in Poland, in Hungary, in other countries, governments that are far less interested in what Europe is going to do and far more interested in what they're going to do. Uh, they're accused of being fascist. That's the new McCarthyism. Everybody you didn't like was a communist. Now they're a fascist. But what they really are is nationalist. And what's sweeping the world, including the United States, which is what Donald Trump ultimately represents, is a belief that 
the international system, this idea of globalism, of integration, that we're all in the same boat, just isn't working. What is happening in Europe is happening around the world. Uh, the idea that the nation state is the only thing that really works, we're going to have to uh, have relations with other countries. Uh, we will have them selectively. But the reflexive idea that we must go to an international institution to function, that's going by the, by the boards not only in Europe, but really around the world. Well, do you see anybody, uh, and I'm not talking uh, political candidates, I'm talking think tank kind of people or anything like that, who's come up with a new framework? Where's the, uh, the George Kennan of uh, 2016? Well, I'm not George Kennan by any means, but my view is this, which is that the NATO, the IMF, all of these emerged from the Cold War. The Cold War ended 25 years ago. We're still using Cold War institutions to try to drive the system. And NATO, for example, simply doesn't work. Uh, Europe has a population that's 200 million larger than ours and a GDP that's larger. They pay a small fraction for defense. The idea that the United States is going to continue to guarantee NATO 25 years after the Cold War while the Europeans spend very little, it just doesn't work. Nevertheless, there's a kind of commitment to NATO. The new policy has to be that we are prepared to have bilateral relations with any number of countries that are of interest, but the automatic commitment to all of Europe all the time is both beyond our capacity and really unfair. The Europeans can defend themselves. The IMF, what does it do really? What does it really solve? Small right. problems. Sure. Uh, that's the issue. Well, George, thank you so much. George Friedman is always geopolitical futures. We could go on and on uh, with some of his thoughts, always controversial thoughts about the positioning of the United States within uh, uh, global geopolitics uh, as well. Futures deteriorate, negative 8 Dow futures, negative 72, 20 minutes, 21, or rather 19 minutes to the market uh, opening. The VIX trades down before the market, a little bit of angst, but nothing like what we're seeing on the actual tape, 15.65 on uh, the VIX. Brent crude made a dash for 50, did not get there, 48.96 down, 32 cents. West Texas, 48.11 48.11 a barrel. Let's check in with Michael Barr and get the latest world of national headlines. Mike, Tom, thank you very much. Bernie Sanders won the Oregon Democratic primary. Sanders told supporters he's going to stay in the race until the end. Frontrunner Hillary Clinton claimed victory in Kentucky, where she leads Sanders by less than one half of one percent. Clinton is still way ahead of Sanders in delegates. It only needs 92 for the nomination. The Senate voted to advance $1.1 billion of emergency funding to fight the Zika virus. It is less than the $1.9 billion President Obama requested, but more than the House version of $622 million. Rescuers are looking for about 200 families in central Sri Lanka after a landslide engulfed three villages following heavy rains. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by our 2,400 journalists and more than 150 news bureaus around the world. Now, Michael Barr. Mike, Tom? And Michael, thanks so much. Again, the future's negative 7, Dow future's negative 68. They were green on the screen two hours ago and have rolled over uh, modestly. 
The Euro 11283 weaker sterling advances uh, this morning 145.62. This is Bloomberg Surveillance. Market Drivers brought to you by Bank of America Merrill Lynch. See what others have seen, but uncovering what others may not. Global research that helps you harness disruption. Vote a top global research firm five years running. Merrill Lynch, Chris Fenner, and Smith Incorporated.